Okay. Um, Let's see. You want me to start off with just like a random story you said? Just well, that would be. No, you don't have to. No, I have plenty of random stories. Are you kidding me? Um. And so, just remind me of the flow. I'll, yeah. Just like a quick little thing, just to like start up. That's fun before we get into like you know the series. Yeah. F- fun can mean a lot of things. Are we talking about fun in regards to like the topic of like? Dating? No, it doesn't even hey, need to be. The topic. We really don't think about it this much. You just gotta like. Do you have something funny or strange that happened to you, or yeah, um, like this week, or or a fun fact about you, or mm-hmm. something that would make us laugh? You are here to entertain us. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to entertain you. Uh, I mean, I just have more, like, it's geared towards the dating sense. I had to tell a girl yesterday, some girl had set expectations of what a friendship would be when God we were hitting off. It was, it was that girl, Brucey. Okay, one. do you want this to be in the recording? Uh... No, because it would just seem like you're complaining about her. But we can do that, like, in the heat of the story. That, I shouldn't set the tone. That's going to be the intro. Welcome to The Fifth Element. A podcast for people seeking intimate connection with their innermost self. Through holistic healing, cosmic consciousness, and radical rebirth. We hope each episode is an opportunity for listeners to join the collective journey towards intuition and integration. Gosh, uh, okay, so about today on our podcast, we have DJ Xander. You have several. Is that, what you, is that what you go by in your daily life? Oh, gosh. Yeah, the pressure's already on. Actually, no, I, that is probably like the worst thing to say. It's like insert when you, when you put in an artist's name, is put DJ before it. It's like that's like an introduction to. Like your little cousin Alan's bar mitzvah that you're DJing, and they hop on the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, make make some noise for DJ Sanders. Sanders. That's how. That. That's that's how I always think about you in my mind. Oh gosh. Well, we're already off to a hot start, but uh, we should flip that up. No, I usually just go by Xander. Okay. I usually don't tell people that that's what I do. But that is all- what you do. So tell us about yourself. Wait. Hold on. No, no, no. We need to go back to the name thing. I've heard multiple different forms of what you actually go by. It could be, I mean, yeah, big nicknames guy. So it could be, I mean, Xander, we'll start original. I mean, Alexander is where the full name comes from. Hmm. Um, I was unfortunately called Buddy Boy for like the first five years of my life. I went to kindergarten and I told the teacher that my name was Buddy Boy because it didn't respond to Alexander during attendance, which prompted an immediate parent conference saying uh why does your son think his name is buddy boy so my parents kind of said ah yeah you know that's awkward and they said well what should we call him and my dad had a bunch of uh friends at the time in their group of family friends who had kids named alex and he said i don't want to be the fifth you know set of parents with a kid named alex and so they said let's call him alec and my whole life i was basically hazed and bullied why is your name alec when your full name is alexander i said i don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so by the time college comes around i'm like you know what xander it makes sense it's literally the second half oh, so of you alexander did, you did a rebrand in college yeah and it was just more for like e- easier sake because you know 
I just hated that whole discrepancy of people saying, well, why is your name this when it should be that? And then people then doubling down and saying, well, I'm going to call you Alex. And I said, no, I want to vomit. Like, no, thank you. So it's been Xander for a while. And then that can go into Zan or as Hank says, Zansky. You can throw a little bit of anything. Uh And the accent mark, right? No, that's just, that's just for show for, for a stage name. Stylization. Yes. A stage name. Okay. So like an artist. So that's what differentiates you as a regular person versus like when you're on stage. Pretty much, yeah. Two dots above an E, but that's more so okay. for uh, <laughs> for copyright issues, just because there's already too many artists with just plain Xander. Can't copyright it when there's a difference with two dots. Huh. Yeah. A little so interesting. you're an artist. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. What do you create? <laughs> uh, I do create music of the electronic hmm. uh, dance style realm. Um, it kind of all started way back in probably 2014, went to a Dylan Francis show in the middle of Connecticut. Uh, and it was on his Money Sucks Friends Rule Tour. And I just remember him sitting on top of this huge uh, visual setup, which he called the Gary. And it basically looked like this iceberg with like two levels. And within all the abstract shapes, there was visual panels. And the whole thing was just, it was a monster of a visual setup. And I remember sitting there like, whoa, this looks so cool. I want to do this one day. Hmm. And then, you know, go to college, ended up taking up a little DJ. And I picked it up quite quick. And I realized that this is something, it's not really an instrument per se. It's more of just hitting play pause. And it lacked that creativity. You know, it was very confined by the amount of things you could do with just two songs that are playing. And so I always like looked for more and then graduated college and spent about like eight months at home before taking a job in the real world, just teaching myself how to produce music and on a computer. And uh, yeah, two years later, you fast forward to here. Uh, shout out to my mom for being a music teacher and give me some of those good music genetics. Uh, I picked that up quite quickly and I've just kind of been producing a lot of, uh, a lot of different styles of electronic dance music. Some are just like typical songwriting with uh, vocalists, uh, recording a lot of different instruments on there too. So we've holistically grown into more and more of a, a competent modern day artist. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're just stockpiling a lot of original music getting set to be released in 2021. Wow. So I, I mean, we love an artist who describes their music as holistically informed. So <laughs> right. And I didn't know that um, your kind of rebrand or like this new sort of path was more recent um college and beyond so that's that's interesting that's cool yeah that was Uh, kind of the reason i moved out to arizona they have a good market for that all right yeah well and let's talk about the um continuity of all this of like your scorpio rising and they're all about transformation and like not killing off but parts of themselves dying off to like rebuild and rebrand in new ways and that's exactly what you did and then you moved to the literal desert where the scorpions occupy so here you are thriving (laughs) That is true. Um, We did read Xander's uh, birth chart recently. Um, And there's a lot in there about um, relationships. There's a lot in there about transformation. There's a lot in there about spirituality. So we thought, why not have a conversation about um, 
you know, modern day dating um, and just kind of the journey of learning things about yourself as you're dating, learning things about what kind of partner you want to be with, maybe doing a little rebranding in the dating realm as you figure out the patterns that keep coming up for you, um, whether or not you want to continue in those or break those patterns. So it's a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Um, sound good? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all on board. Have to be on the pod. Thanks for having me. All right, you're welcome. Um, so <laughs> let's start with um, let's start with first impressions. Does anybody have a story about first impressions? Am first I? impressions. Oh, like my first impression of Xander. Yeah, I mean we can oh. talk about first impressions in terms of dating, but yeah. I also just wanted you to tell that story. We um, can talk about the first impression about how Emily. The first time I met her, they picked me up for breakfast okay. and Same her story. little yeah. her, her yeah. little small frame in a Hyundai Elantra sedan uh-huh. is in, in the front seat. And I didn't know she was there. I thought it was just Hank and Aaron. And next thing you know, there's another there's a third. And I was like, oh, okay, look at this. And so me knowing myself, I assumed that maybe this person would get out of the passenger seat. And be like, oh well, yes, Emily the shakes guy her head. In context as to why you would possibly think that, it's because you're a freak, a freak of nature from the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Tall. Uh, okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of leg room, and <laughs> so I go into the back seat, and I remember going down, and not only was Brucey occupying the front passenger seat, but this seat was all the way back. <laughs> this front seat was just max hey, to the max all the way legs, back. Okay. and so I get in there and I first can't even go into the seat in the back right and so I was like oh hey uh could you you know like maybe yeah you know side the chair up and she's like oh yeah, yeah sure and that, like, it, it must have gone <laughs> must have gone like four clicks and so I get in there and then my knees are hugged up to my chest and it was just one of those where you got to be played and you're like oh just just a little more you know like I'm a little tall <laughs> So finally I get in there and I'm thinking in my head, this tiny little bean sitting in the front seat. You didn't think that in your head, you said it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That was then, the first thing you ever said to me was, you're small. Just like a little bean, Emily Bean. And then thus burst the nickname amongst our friend group of Emily Bean. And I was like, um, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who do you know here? Yeah. Um, so Xander is tall. That is a personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so a personality trait. Um, so that yeah. was our first impression, which was fun. And then for Keely, I mean, at least with my first impression, just hop on a, a call similar to this. And next thing you know, she's just destroying my life left and right. <laughs> like someone slashing through the rainforest with, to machete isn't just going after me spiritually <laughs> wow all this read- and more in a birth chart reading with us yeah. link below yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh i was nice but no and it was in know. a nice way and it, it was very honorable that someone who didn't know me could just go after like the the biggest things in my life in a, in a deep but also informative aspect and definitely put me on my heels which takes a lot to get me there so yeah i was so very quite impressed yeah <laughs> Well, great. I'm glad you have favorable impressions of both of us. That's a prerequisite for being on this podcast. 
Um, made the cut. Nice. Well, in terms of like romantic relationships, I guess first impressions obviously pay, play a big role in that too. So um, I don't know what angle we want to take this. Like we, we can talk about relationship and dating patterns, obviously, but also like, are you, when you're looking for a relationship, are you going into this like with an idea of like what you have in mind or you're looking for someone like that connects on a, an emotional level, an intellectual level, like what, what's your approach? Yeah, I feel like my approach, especially as of recently, is always looking for some kind of deeper connection. And uh, unfortunately, I live in a pretty bland area, shout out Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, where there's not a whole lot of depth. Uh, but I definitely don't lose that you know, core value to me. And so it's important to know that you can see that person's depth kind of from the start. Uh, and they're willing to offer that. And you can connect on that deeper level. But for me, a lot of it comes from just we could say simply emotional intelligence, you know, so I, I definitely value someone who knows their self well, and then in turn can give that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's something I'm strong at. Um, so when it comes to first impressions, uh, it's, it's tough, but you have to wait through quite a lot of people here to find someone that can really uh, sweep you off your feet right away and show you that they do have that depth. That's a great, yeah, that's a great point. I feel like in in the age of, you know, dating apps, I think there's like a stat that's like now dating apps are like the number one way that people um, meet and get married, like studying marriages. And I feel like, I think I talked about this on the dating app um, episode that we had previously, but it's very easy when you have just like this visual um tool in front of you to be tend to be attracted to like the same type of person that you keep seeing or like you know even if you have like a type physically or there's a certain like trait that you always look for you can tend to just like be searching for that because some of those other traits that are like deeper will not come out on first impressions most usually. And I feel like, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of women's dating app profiles, but I have seen Keely's and it is 10 out of 10. But I feel (laughs) like- recommend to a friend. For sure. I feel like guys are at an advantage because women typically can like portray themselves well. But honestly, I feel like it's hard for guys to maybe portray themselves over and a profile, like, just in the simplest sense of, like, not many of them have good pictures. And that's huge. Like, I feel like a lot of women have at least, like, a few really good pictures that, like, friends have taken or whatever. But guys, it's like, unfortunately, I'm seeing mirror pics. I'm seeing fishing pics. I'm seeing selfies. And I'm just like, that's going to be a no. But then I feel bad. And I'm like, well, what if they've just never had anyone to take a picture of them? It's very true. And it's not so common in guy culture compared to girl, girl culture, our age, where if you're in a group setting, maybe a girl's mind might default, oh, let's get a picture. Or it's even more socially acceptable for a girl to have her friend take an individual photo shoot of her on her new iPhone, right. whatever, and have 40 different photos. Where if a guy would do that, everyone else in the guy group would look at him and be like, "Yeah, he needs to go. That's really weird. Yeah, we need to normalize 
guy photo shoots for dating app purposes because it exactly would really make a difference. you you would think that other guys would want to gas each other up yeah. and in the best interest of the game of dating have them have more success on dating apps with better photos but you know there's a lot of other things we need to normalize i don't know if that's high on the priority list amongst the male species but let's hope we can make a push for that mm-hmm. uh, sure. i was gonna ask you know you obviously come across guys dating profiles i'm on the other side where i'm coming across girls profiles and point to photos i'll have to take a safe guess and say um on average you know five five pictures on hinge three of those five pictures definitely have to be with multiple other guys in the photos, not just a photo of themselves. How many photos of that do you, or profiles of that do you come across? Are you saying that I like, like that is something that we look for or is that? No, no, just the standard for a guy. Yeah. Yeah. There are many where I'm, I'm really confused as to whose profile I'm looking at because every (laughs) picture is with people sometimes girls too and i'm like i don't know how it like guys like they have girls in the picture girls yeah oh my gosh or i came across a profile not too long ago that every single picture it was him and his parents and there were different pictures but yeah. every single one oh my goodness maybe we should bring maybe we should bring him on the pot and give him some constructive criticism for his profiles we should give you some constructive criticism for your profile Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah. Pull it up. We'll we'll give tell you what our first impression would be. <laughs> yeah, you want to go for that? Uh, uh, this this is taking a, okay. a dramatic change because of it. On it, okay. Yeah, Honestly, though, like you have good picks. I will say that. Like you have. Have you, have have a, you come across my? Pro- no, you have, have a good a, Instagram. Like ah, true. Presence. You do have photo shoots. <laughs> right. So I feel like that already gives you an advantage because. Honestly, there's so much that's conveyed in the pictures. Like as much as I'm not even someone that's just looking at pictures, it does give someone's energy away by like what their pictures are. I, I agree. Yeah. And for me, you know, a lot of, of that comes from just branding as an artist because yeah. it's just part of the gig, right. unfortunately, nowadays. Well, and like for me, it's like that's when I see someone with like a really good branded photo shoot worthy profile I'm like ooh, but then I'm like are they a narcissist right or I'm just like am I just attracted to this profile because it's the first like well curated one I've seen or honestly this is what guys who are listening I know there aren't many of you but like this is what your dating app profiles need is curation. Like I need to see some intention. I'm sorry. If your bio has a freaking like misspelling or grammar mistake, like do you, I spend more time looking at my own profile than like other people's. Cause I need to make sure it like looks good. You know what I mean? And that's kind of an exaggeration, but you know, it's got to give like, yourself the rundown. Well, yeah. I mean, all these people are going to be swiping through looking at it and you have a flipping spelling mistake in your bio. Yeah. It is true. Oh, sorry. Like you're truly giving someone, you have to think about what you would want your first impression of someone to be. Yeah. And yeah. And That's important. And it's funny because like you mentioned with photos, yeah, you know, those come from sure photo shoots for just promoting myself as an artist and things like that. But on top of that, I guess since that resonates so well, obviously that might stand out from the crowd. But for me, what I look for is obviously that depth. 
and what that person really has to offer beyond a visual judgment. So what is that? How does that translate? Yeah. Are you into like people with like mysterious profiles or like if they have a funny bio, like what it, what is the enticing thing of depth to you? Well, I guess to add to the point before is, and then I'll touch up on that point. Um, you know, I guess somebody could look at my profile and say, Oh, look, nice picture, you know, send a like, go on with your day. And then if conversation happens after that, you can really then get a sense for me with what I'm looking for is depth is what, what was this person's purpose? Are they just here? Are they going to offer bland conversation? They just saw a photo and they're like, Oh, look, that's nice. Tap, go on. Or is this person going to come in just like you said, maybe humor right off the bat, big fan of that. Uh, Or even something else where uh, when they're commenting on something and you engage in a conversation, for example, somebody brought up uh, is a hot dog, a sandwich, something simple like that. And I doubled down and I responded is a corn dog, a sandwich or a popsicle. Because after all it is on a stick. And that's the form of popsicle. You know, and it's a Pop-Tart it, ravioli. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? But then that sparks some fun, uh, unplanned conversation about just food like that. And it's hilarious. And I, I love living in that moment. So I know that someone can hang socially and their values lie more than just this image of me. Right. And, and we can get to other things outside of that. And for me, it helps me, quite frankly, cut through the bullshit. When I can see something is just bland, like a cup of vanilla soft serve ice cream, I'm like, see you later. You're not going to get more than like one message out of me. But if you, if you want to talk about a corn dog, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you do have your ass out on your profile. Mm, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I so it, for for those just listening in, I sent screenshots of Emily Bruce, my Hinge profile. Uh, funny story about that. I was with a buddy, Rose, and and Jaden, we went to Sedona because Rose wanted to film a quick little music video uh-huh. supplement. And we were, go- we were outside, you know, we're in Sedona out in the rocks and there's not a bathroom near site. And so I had to really go to the bathroom. And so I just went around the corner and obviously to be funny because I'm with my two goofball buddies, just instead of, you know, normally going to the bathroom, I did the full fourth grader, put the pants down to the ankles. And then my buddy Jaden had his camera on. And so as I'm finishing this process, he managed to take pictures and it was a hilarious core memory we had of this trip. And is it, it's just more so for me on my profile to say, I do not take myself seriously yeah, no, at yeah. all. Right. right. Yeah. A very, this is a very Scorpio rising profile because Scorpio rising people are very mysterious. They like to draw people in. They have a lot of depth. They like to lead with emotional depth, but it's interesting because you're not you're you you're not giving it all away. Like you are being very mysterious. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, Xander, I have to say, if you want a girl that is not gonna play those games, I feel like you have to be more open. Because right now you're going to attract girls that like that mysterious thing. But those might not always be the girls that are like Touche. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because looking at your profile and I'm like, I'm intrigued, but I would be intrigued right. in a way that like. <laughs> <laughs> Brain like, fart. I would be intrigued, not in the way that I'm like, 
I don't know. It, 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 it's more mysterious. It's not, it's not hospitable for someone to be like, oh, I want to open myself up to this person. I want to connect with this person. It's like, I want to figure this guy out. Yeah. Yes. And, oh, that's a good way that's to say that. Yeah. That's what I meant. I, I think that must be more towards kind of the new rebirth of me in the dating life. Whereas in the past, I found myself like openly giving myself fully mm-hmm. all the depth, everything right from the start. Mm. And I figured because I was giving them this, that in return, I would seek that same, you know, response from them. And they would give me them their full, like, true on itself and be straightforward. And, uh, yeah, get burned on that enough times. And it's, let's flip, flip the script and go yeah. the other way. And so for now, kind of back to my original point, people are intrigued. And then they can lead the conversation. Of it's like, well, what are you intrigued about? What do you want to find out about? And it's like, what, what is making your brain thinking? And then I can slowly give myself an open up mm. as mm-hmm. I see that need, like needs fitting to it and like what level of depth we're hitting off. So it kind of puts right. the ball in it their court in, It puts you in control of like how much you open up to this person and what you can trust them, what information you can trust them with. Because you yeah. like innately like want to connect with people on a deeper level. And so like you were saying, like, you know, you went through this, period where you were just like being really open and vulnerable with people but then you know for whatever reason they didn't like cherish those parts of yourself that you revealed and so then you learn to build up walls and like protect yourself in that way and then you entice them a little bit enough with the mystery to invite them in and then but you're still like in control not fully opening up yourself so as not to be hurt I mean it makes sense it, it is a little bit of that it helps and it's like I said before, it, you can see them want to know what, how much depth do you want to know about me? Mm-hmm. And it's just easier to weed through mm-hmm. who am I going to give most of myself to and on what level? Yeah. And it sets the tone right away. And I think in the long run, it's definitely helped me, but I'm definitely open to critique, Emily. If, if you had the edit button available on my Hinge profile, what would you put on there? What, what are you going after first? See, okay, but this is this is only if you're real. Like, you kind of have to be ready and open to the type of relationship that you say that you are. So I don't know if you're open to that because you know sometimes you just want to go on dates. Sometimes you just want to like mess around, whatever. But for you, wait, what is your what is your motivation? Are you looking for like a long term relationship? Or are you what is your goal? Yeah, well. I would say definitely this profile and this aura we put off definitely characterize what I look for. And even though the goal one day down the road is a long-term relationship, I don't think that's what I'm in a position for right now by any means. And my, my motto has gone from let's look for someone who could be the one to let's just look for good people. And I think people nowadays, especially during COVID, have come to a more realization that we're only all on dating apps because we can't meet out in person and not every match is going to be your future husband or wife. And it can be used as a, a means of saying, Hey, you're a cool person. We can just hang out and not have to have this pressure of this needs to work as a relationship or you're never going to be involved in my life. And so for me, it's just a matter of meeting good people. You never know who you're going to come across and like what their situation is. It doesn't work all the time, but, I've definitely made some friends off of off of using Hinge and they're just good people and that's what I look for too. So if that down the road as I get to know someone turns into, hey, this could 
really work as relationships, so be it. But I, I guess with, through the whole profile, it's it's not what the vibe I want to give off is definitely not. I'm here for a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. and if we match, you might be the one. See, that's I think what that's I, quite yeah. ridiculous. That's what I wanted to ask you. Well, from so kind of from the other side of it, it's like if I'm looking at someone's profile, I want to see or if I'm like looking to like date someone, I want to see if they have anything on there that reflects that I would be a good fit in their life or like that they would want some, someone, something like I have to offer in their life. So that would be my only like addition or edit to kind because right now it, it gives a vibe of like, yeah, this is, this is me. And like, you can come find out, but you're not giving the vibe of like, this is like who I'm looking for. And is this you? And that is going to take someone who is very emotionally aware and is very emotionally available to be like, Oh yes, that is me. And this is something that I'm looking for. But that is Mm going to open up a whole new realm of possibilities that like you said, maybe you're just not there yet. And that's totally fine because there's all different ways to use these apps. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And farmersonly.com wasn't really doing the trick, so we switched over to Hinge. But uh, okay. finally, after we made that switch, you know, I'm in a position, who knows, maybe long, longer down the road, I'll have to uh, have you make some edits to the profile. I'll give you the login so that we can yeah. look for the long-term relationship when I'm ready. And be your, be your um, manager there. Yeah. Um, any, anything on your end, Keely, that you're <laughs> – are you looking at it? Um, yes. Um, yeah, I think, I think it does like show a good range of like your personality and stuff, Mm -hmm. but even like, okay, I try to think about like interspersing like the pictures. So like the first three pictures you have are all like these like, uh, photography, like mysterious, like in the shadows, like face half covered, like, (laughs) and they're all great pictures. All great pictures, but I would maybe throw in some of these funnier ones, like in the mix before. It's just like all this serious stuff at the beginning. Yeah, I I agree. I've thought of that. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else thinks about things like this, but who knows? I sure do. Well, it's all very subconscious. It is subconscious because you think about just how quickly it takes to scroll through someone's profile. But honestly, Mm -hmm. like it goes back to that first impressions thing. If you can show multiple sides of your personality quicker, that leaves a different impression than, than, yeah, I think order matters. Yeah, Yeah. order definitely does matter. I guess my philosophy with that is, like, I'm sure you can attest to this. There's people who think they're funny out there. And And then there's people uh, who are. (laughs) There's people who are. And anyone who says, I am really funny. And has to verbally publicize it saying like, by the way, like in a hinge profile, right? Like, believe it or not, I'll make you laugh. You're probably not that funny. I'm sorry. That like 95% chance. It's the same thing when you say like, I'm not like most guys or I'm not like most girls. If you have to verbally say that, odds are you are like most people. Same thing with laughter and and humor. So for me, if you're going to take the time to look through a profile and get to the last two photos at the bottom, meaning you in your subconscious very quickly in that second said, 
okay, the first three have captured my attention. What more is there to offer? Mm -hmm. Then you can see, oh, this guy's an absolute ass clown sometimes. Look at, there's a video of him jumping off a table and at a Bills game, right? Or like, here's another goofy photo. And then it completes the picture of, oh, there's a, there's a multi-dimensional aspect of who this person is. And this if you just end up liking the first photo, you mm-hmm. can guess this person just said, oh, this looks good. See you later. Like, like gone. And there's more of that subconscious that plays in. But this is a microcosm of the issue that we're talking about right now of you being like, this person has to work for an ability to know me. You're like a real me. You're like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> so <laughs> it's an interesting analogy. Um, also I'll say, okay, so on Hinge, obviously, for people who, uh, well, if you don't know, that has, like, little, like, prompts that it'll give you and you can fill out, so your first one is, you'll know I like you if, and then you wrote, or no, wait, sorry, that's the wrong one, um, I'll fall for you if, and you put, you're emotionally intelligent. That's good. Look, well... Oh. I think it's oh. it's good. It's good that you're looking for someone emotionally intelligent, but like the psychology behind this is like everyone thinks they're emotionally intelligent. That is Nobody's so going to admit that they're not. And odds are it's the same thing if like people say that they're funny. Like if someone like walks around being like, I'm so oh. emotionally intelligent, they're like not. Ooh. So somebody's gonna see that, someone who's not emotionally intelligent, and they're gonna think like, oh my gosh, wow, this guy like gets it. Like if I saw that in a guy's profile, I'd be like, I'm happy he is aware of this terminology at the very least, but I would like question. Okay. I know how emotionally intelligent you are. And likewise, you're attracting girls who like actually aren't emotionally intelligent, but think that they are. Right. Because how emotionally intelligent is it to be like, yeah, I'm emotionally intelligent. That's true. That's true. For now, just to give you like the sample of uh, how that's played out. Cause that was like a recent update, probably once COVID hit, I would say. Okay. Once I realized, you know, maybe I should put in a prompt that shows that I am serious and this is not all just a joke to me. Mm-hmm. And I put it at the top because that's Which what you we love. first see. So good. And the people so far who I have had, let's say, come across that and like that comment mm-hmm. and use that as their way of entry. So not liking a picture or anything else. They've always been pretty much, <laughs> funny enough, spiritual-based people. It always says it right in the bio. Okay. And then on top of that, when you get a sense of their whole profile, you know, you do the up to down skin, they seem like quite a wholesome, like well-rounded person and all put together in the mind. And you can see that their values of what they have in life go beyond just a simple surface level and they have a lot of depth to themselves. And then the conversation that stems from that is usually like good, well-rounded conversation with a lot of different levels. So I can't say I've rounded into people who are like, you know, I'm not like most guys, right? Or like, I am emotionally intelligent when they're not. Um, And I think that's more geared towards the area I live in of Scottsdale, where I'm sure there's a lot of people who see that and they're like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) Never mind. Uh, So I'll keep you posted if it ends up coming the other way, but it's not the hottest comment to get liked. I'll tell you that on my profile. Oh, what's your most liked thing? The Gosh. Um, it, it probably is that, unfortunately, <laughs> if I'm being straight up with you, <laughs> I think it's time to retire that one, but, uh, yeah. it's either that or just, um, 
the mullet one gets gets a good amount of buzz. Okay. I've I've I feel very uncomfortable when a, a girl will like that comment and also say, "I used to have a mullet and or will grow my mullet out for you." And I'm like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> What's the mullet comment? Uh, so. Uh, sophomore year of college and junior year of college. Um, you know, I always had wavy hockey hair and grew it out long. And I decided, because uh, the inspiration of my buddy, Dean, shout out Dino, that I would just shave the sides off. And it was like more of like a modern style. It wasn't a Joe Dirt mullet per se. Wait, but is but, this in your profile somewhere? Yeah, wait, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't send me this prompt. I don't see it. Oh, it's not on there? I must have missed it on the screenshot. So... It says, believe it or not. My screenshots end at your butt. (laughs) It says, believe it or not, dot, dot, dot. Or sorry, what if I told you that I used to have a mullet? Okay. Okay. Nah, I must have cut that one off. My apologies. Okay. Uh, So yeah, that one gets a good amount of butts. And I just find it interesting when a, a girl says, I used to have a mullet. And then I have to try and envision what this girl would look like in a mullet. And I, and it really doesn't, Settle too well. Hear <laughs> me on that. Yeah, that is. I just can't imagine there are that many people replying with that. Right. You would. Think what is so. going on in Scottsdale, Arizona? But it's it's quite a controversial haircut. It's it's like sixty forty in terms of who likes it, who doesn't. Hmm. Are those but, the stats from your recent Instagram story? Uh, uh, about it. That was from a, a past post of should I get a mullet again? Sixty forty <laughs> tended to be the average, and there's people who really hate it, but because it's just such an abstract thing from typical haircut styles, it's almost like a unique conversation starter where they didn't like it, but it got their attention. And then me as a person can slide in and then they can get a better judgment and see I'm more than what is defined by the shaved sides of my hair and the long (laughs) out the back. More than the mullet. Yeah, I am more than a mullet. Um, This brings up a definitely not parallel conversation, but it inspired me um, thinking about this. Something that I have since incorporated into like my dating adventures, because they truly are adventures, (laughs) um, is being a lot more, um, I think this is probably more of an issue for women, but maybe not. Being a lot more clear with who I am and portraying that more clearly rather than being like pretty vague and being pretty like, um, yeah, I can like get along with anyone and like go on any date and like talk to anybody and kind of being more available and, and really taking more time to first cultivate like confidence about different things about myself that I know deep down, like, okay, these are going to be deal breakers for me. But I think before um, especially it'd be like our first starting online dating, maybe the inclination is to just be like, yeah, I'll go out with anyone. Like it's so different from like meeting someone in person or maybe you're meeting over like a mutual interest or like a hobby or mutual friends or something. So that's been a big switch for me in filtering out people because it's like, if I have my three prompts about things that I'm really into, then it's only going to usually attract people that are going to be willing to like talk about those things or also be into those things. So that is um, my piece of advice for any women out there is don't be afraid to like 
showcase things that are unique about you because those are the things that ultimately are going to draw people to you that are probably going to be more compatible than just if you just had like basic stuff on your profile. The worst. Give a little bit of your unique personality and don't be afraid if like that gives you less like likes or comments than like maybe you got before because it's going to give more of like the specific type of person that maybe you want to be with. Yeah, that's a great point. It'll get you one step closer to someone who you actually might potentially hit it off with. Yes. Which has kind of always been my philosophy behind it. And touching up on your basic point with prompts, oh my goodness. Any any females listening out here to this right now and you've made it this far in the podcast with me talking, bless your soul. But if you have these prompts and these answers of, <laughs> yes, I, am, I am most competitive about dot, 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 everything. That's every guy's problem. Yeah, true. Yeah, and every girl. Oh, my God. I didn't know and it was the, girls, too. And the next one would be, you know I like you if my dog my likes God. you. Oh, Ew. my God. Wait, yep. can I just tell you? For a dog I'm not an animal person off the bat. I'm not a dog hater, but it's just, like, not my thing. So when guys make their entire profile about their golden retriever, I am actively turned off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Quickest left, quickest yeah. exit out of it. Really, I'm like, I do not care. Also, whenever they have pictures with babies and they're like, not my baby. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So why is the Thanks baby on sharing. there? It's like the first thing on the profile too. It's like, not my kid. And it's like, okay, whoa. <laughs> we get it. Who hurt you? Yeah. So those, those two prompts, I guess it looks like it's uh, gender neutral. Universal. Regardless. Yeah. Universal. That, that and like basic prompts. I'm fluent in sarcasm. Oh God. The office quotes. Or you know I'll like you if you make me laugh. And it's like you know who says that? People who aren't funny. You expect it all just to be given to you. Like be be take a risk and put like put a piece of yourself out there that you know is not going to attract a lot of people. Like you actually have to. I see it as like I'm trying to turn people away. Honestly. Because I'm trying to put something out there that's very specific. And so, yeah. See, okay, here's my problem is I I also fall into the camp of, like, not wanting to give too much away. And, like, so I work really hard to make my... uh, Yeah, you're very mysterious, too. Mine's, like, mysterious but also funny, and I, like... I sent this to you the other day, Emily, like my vast array of niche interests is it's vast. I have a lot of interests, but Mm. guys will be like, oh my gosh, you're into this. You know about this one thing that I'm super into. So like, you're the one. And I'm like, no, I just have a lot of interests and I know about a lot of things. The fact that you are a glass blower and I love glass blowing doesn't mean I'm the one. It just means I have a lot of interests. Shout out to the shout out to the guy who is a glass blower. <laughs> you know you've made it when your glass blowing artistic technique has made it to a podcast. Brown oh, points for you. I have to say, since I've done an intentional re rebrand of my dating profile, which probably was like, I don't know, a couple months ago or like beginning of quarantine, probably. The first date conversations I've had are so much better because there's like so much more meat mm. to talk about for lack of a better word um 
like so much more to reference and like unique talking points rather than just like the office and food and like corn dogs. This reminded me of a beautiful story, which happened to me uh, on August 27th, according to said dating app conversation. That was like a few days ago. Yeah. So match, match with this girl. First thing. First thing this lady says, now keep in mind, profile mentions nothing about a child, right? There's no pictures with the kid. There's no prompts that say, I have a kid. First words out of her mouth. How do you feel about being a stepdad? Question mark, angel face emoji. Oh my gosh. And I was thrown so off my rocker. So I see that. In her profile, she has like what looks like a younger dog. So I'm assuming maybe this is her way of being humorous. And you'll be like, quote unquote, step Again, about the dogs. Dog. Here we go. Back on the dog wagon. Yeah. Find new hobbies other than your pets. And uh, so I, I said to her in response, I mean, it depends if the child is a pupper or a human with like the awkward emoji face. And her response, do you want to take a guess of what her response was? I can't. It was just O with a question mark. <laughs> wow. Like, what, what do you want me to respond to that? Like, how, how should I? Yes. I can't believe I, you responded at all after the father comment. I would have been like, bye. I, I, yeah, me as a 23-year-old single male, my top two priorities in life are become a successful touring DJ and artist around the world and become a stepdad. Okay. Okay, minus the stepdad thing, I was gonna say, you should put that on your profile. That is like, ooh, okay. I like that, you have like a goal. For her, for me? No, you put that on your profile. Yeah, there we go, next unit, you know, next prompt. Yeah. Believe it or not, I wanna be a stepdad. <laughs> okay, don't put that one on. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary world out there, but um. I will say I obviously have on my profile that like I want to have kids because that is very important to me and I do. Yeah. And normally every first every first date it actually has like backfired because this has probably happened four times in a row since putting that on there. If we're like connecting and it's like a funny like fun moment they're they always bring up like that we're gonna have like kids or they're like bring up our kids in like a funny way. And it just has not gone the way that I would have expected it to go. I mean, do, do you want the male opinion on this? At least for how I would see it in my eyes. I guess the first question I would say is, cause I know you've been on a recent streak of uh, messing around with older people and, just, and destroying you're, their lives what? on hinge. You oh, say your age oh, range oh. higher so that you can troll these older people. Okay. Not messing around Not with. Messing around. Sorry, that was that was bad phrasing, but trolling them. Yeah, yeah. you would like to troll older people for your own humor. And honestly, it, it's great close friend story content, I must admit. <laughs> so uh, what's your, what would your, me. <laughs> what would your ideal age range be if if you're not trolling them right and you're like looking to go on a date with someone what are you sending it to um max 32 what about youngest 25 25 to 32 okay so i would say from a male's perspective of seeing something like 
now is it just the little thing that says wants kids yeah, it's just the little that's it yeah well yeah and there's nothing about is there anything about midwifing <laughs> in like that whole realm of your of life of course there is xander in it on a prompt what prompt is that yeah okay. emily read us read us your prompts okay so yeah. my prompts okay it says i get along best this is the first one i get along best with people who care about something are driven to fulfill their purpose and are open-minded Second prompt, biggest risk I've taken, quitting my job with no backup plan. That one gets a ton of questions. All of these, by the way, are great because they like make people respond to them. It's usually never just a like. And then, okay, so this is the third one. Maybe this is where it comes in, but it says, I won't shut up about the moon, women's health, creativity, babies, and Ariana Grande. Mm. Babies is kind of sandwiched in there at the end. So it's not like the first thing. Right. But, and then, but and then in could, the little prompt, it says, want, it says like 25, Baltimore, want children, spiritual. I could see how like insecure men would see this as an invitation to converse about having children with you. Yeah. And Why the hell is that a thing? Because I feel like there's not a whole lot of clarity about it, right? Well, because and also you're quite... saying you're saying in you're saying in two different parts of your profile. Again, this is like all like subconscious people just like scrolling yeah. through two different parts of your profile. You're emphasizing children and babies are important to you, so they think so this is the only entrance point into conversation with you, and this is how they're going to solidify. Nail it, like you know. Yeah, but at least from like a male's perspective, especially in the age of 25 to 32, because you get like a little younger adult and you get a little, you know, older. Something about twice being mentioned about babies with not a whole lot of context. In their mind, they might have to then dig up the context because it could be a really awkward conversation, right? Then the guy thinks, oh my God, this girl wants me to have her kids. This is weird. Or maybe this guy who's older can understand it because he's in a position where he feels maybe down the road he would like to have kids with someone he hits it off with. And you'll probably attract a lot of insecure men who maybe like with or match with you over something else. And they're like, oh my God, this girl's just like a crazy, she wants to get pregnant for me. Like she's a baby trapper. Literally right. it, very, it's, almost, it's almost more like baby fever. Yes. Like that's what it seems like you have, but you're just- Okay, like, I do I'm have like, it. I mean- Which is yes, fine, but, but it's also, in a different realm because that's what you want your future Right, and it's so much be. more to you. Like radical birth keeping isn't on the like- isn't in the paradigm of, you know, thinking for any of these men, guaranteed. But not, not you don't even, know that this is your vocation. Yeah, but that's always that also comes up on the first date conversation, which is great because I can like feel them out and be like. Yeah, what, how did you feel like that? Yeah, same thing, same thing with me. Like I'll come across plenty of people, you know, who have kids. I'm sure there's male out there who may maybe advertise that they have a kid on their dating app. And it's the whole idea of a guy's natural instinct will probably be, oh, look, here's someone who wants me to be this kid's father. But in reality, it's not that. That's just an insecure, small-minded thing to think about when you're a male. True. And the same thing with like this baby approach. She wants babies. And then it's this pressure of, oh, she only wants me, like she wants me to have her babies. And then it's just like, if they don't have that depth, intelligence to talk about that, and then in turn understand your approach to like radical birth keeping and how you want that to be a career. I'm sure some guys vomit out some crazy shit out of their mouth. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. what on earth did you just say? Well, and guys see babies and they think they know what 
you're talking about. And so then they can, like, they think they have, like, a fully formed idea of, like, what babies represents, right? But if you put out and say, <laughs> if you put in, like, birth work or radical, you're leveling them and they're like i don't know what that is so either they'll ask about it or they'll feel inferior and they won't message you they'll be like and to touch up on that brucey like give me you say you want kids give me an ideal time frame like and in a perfect world not saying that this is your goal perfect world i would have kids right now right now (laughs) i mean i love my life but i know the most important thing that I'll ever do in life is have a kid. So why not? Like if I met a person and that was the person that I knew I wanted to have kids with, like there's no timeline that I'm waiting for. Mm. I, I hear you out on that. So then it makes sense that that's such a core value to you that it should be in there. Like wants kids. Yeah. And I think it ties in with you being much more of a mature person where if I saw any 25 year old out here in Scottsdale that said wants kids, I'd be like, yikes <laughs> like that per <laughs> that, that stale because I, I wouldn't trust that person i don't trust that person with their own life let alone a child but with you i know that that <laughs> if, if emily bruce had to be my babysitter i would trust i would trust her completely with my child's life yeah all i'm saying is you should keep once kids in your like that little prompty section but like just having babies no context again people yeah. see and they think yeah. that's what you're talking about and they think because of like age and whatever that like you're just trying to have kids immediately. Mm. I but think the flow the nuance. I think the flow should be instead of babies to then spark a convo about being a midwife and radical birth keeping, okay. it should be starting off with that radical birth keeping, which then can give them the bigger idea of how you value or value like newborn children and the whole process of okay. having a baby. So maybe like birth work. Yeah. Rather than babies. Yeah, birth work. Birth work is a good idea. All right, so we've both made, well, you haven't made edits, but we've had edits for you. So Keely, do you want to get yours edited like a resume? Sure, would love to. Um, So tell me a little about yourself. Um, Well, uh, I'm convinced that Socrates was the Scott Disick of the ancient Greeks. Oh my god. Out the gate. Are you enticed? Uh, to be <laughs> honest. The trolls are rolling in. <laughs> to, to be brutally honest with you, uh, I had to take a philosophy course in college uh, to get gen ed prereqs out of the way. And I showed up twice. And then I stopped going and then dropped the course so I could take it during summer when I wouldn't have this like crazy philosophical teacher. And this guy just said, yeah, take some quizzes online, get your easy A. Uh, so I actually hated philosophy and that comment that you just made just went right over my head. <laughs> it's a good filter. It's a good filter. It is a good filter. But also like if you understand what I'm trying to say, it's hilarious. See, you know? I, and I don't doubt that, but then that's the whole process of like solidifying who you would like to vibe with. Exactly. See, that's good. That's a very specific one. That's good. All right. Hit us with the next one. Um, I won't shut up about, this is the one that I added in after Emily was like, not like recently, but last time I re-downloaded about like, oh, I should probably put things that I actually like, aren't just me trying to like be funny or like mysterious. Anyways, I won't shut up about Frozen 2, Astrology, my podcast, Biodiverse Immune Support, and the time I stole a grapefruit from Anthony Porowski. This is so good. 
I love it. Xander's like, what? <laughs> just the, the depth. There's just so many levels to go. You said you, said you That's me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what, what approach? What was it? Five or six in there? And that essentially you're taking one prompt, which usually provokes one answer, and you're giving them a, a list. It's like, it's like a brunch menu. It's like, what do you want? Do you want the avocado toast? Do you want an omelet? <laughs> you want bottomless mimosas? Are you feeling like a steak right now? There's, there's options. You know, number I three. try to give options. Number three, take, um, take it away. And number three, to add to the um, vast array of showing my personality and all of my layers, I do give you a one word kind of thing. Worst fad I participated in, grad school. <laughs> oh, I feel that, feel that one. Never, never like grad school. Always thought it was a gigantic waste of money and time. Right. So each one of these is telling you multiple, again, layers of things, right? Like, okay, I went to grad school. So you know that about me, but also mm -hmm. it's just like funny because it's not really a fad, but also it is. I get lots of responses on that one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a really interesting one. I don't think I have any comments to that one. You know, I think you, you definitely identified yourself in different levels, different Is facets. it too much though? Uh, I mean, I haven't found love, so clearly there's something wrong with <laughs> Never ask if you're too much. <laughs> no, it is, it is this, it's never you're too much. It's the other person yes. is too little. Exactly. Never, never settle yourself down or exactly. like lower yourself so you can meet the general population of mass appeal. That's what I was saying. Don't try to be basic or vague. So which one is your most buzzing, we should say? Which one is the most the prompt that gets the most buzz? Most buzz, definitely the grad school one. Mm. Mm -hmm. But again, because it is only like a like two-word thing. It doesn't get like responses, it just gets likes. And I'm like, well, you're giving me nothing to work with. And I'm really like, my main goal here is to just like have fun conversations with people. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're just gonna like something after I've given you so much to work with, yeah, come on. Yeah, that's like, that's like, I guess a good analogy would be during COVID and all these people were taking school from home, like taking your tests online, having Google as a resource. Not only did the teacher give you a study guide that was exactly like the test and you could cheat, but you still fail the test mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. all they did was like it and then come back with a, Hey, honestly, if someone likes it, I almost never match. You got to say something. Same. Well, yeah. and okay. So on hinge, you can put um, like captions on the pictures too. So I have even more content mm. on those mm -hmm. invitations to speak. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I have not utilized those to be brutally honest. The Maybe. captions on the photos. Maybe that's our problem. Yeah. Right? Honestly, take all of this with a grain of salt because we're all single. <laughs> <laughs> Here Clearly we are. Like, really well for so. There's apps. We're like, no, you should definitely change this. Like, don't listen to me. Oh my uh, gosh. Xander, do you have like a craziest dating app story? So I, someone actually brought this up recently and uh, I was just, on a, uh, hanging out with it wasn't really a date per se you know like we just hung out and we watched hockey together because this this girl really likes hockey and she grew up playing it so it was less of like a get to know each other it was just let's enjoy the NHL playoffs you're back kind of thing and so we drank a couple of beers and she said so like what's your biggest like first date horror story and I said you know like typically women have a lot to elaborate on this when they are seeking men out in like this common 
dating realm. Because why? Because men are the shit show and women are the ones who are more collected and put together. And so I told her, and I was like, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I don't have any like first date like horror stories because I am the horror story. <laughs> And uh, she she took fondly to that. She thought it was good, but it it is true because I think similar to Brucey over here, you know, we're very good in social circumstances. And when something starts going awkward or there's something weird, we're not gonna really play it off and just be like, you know, that's the end of conversation and let it get awkward. We're always gonna like reel it in back to ground zero and just be like, all right. I would be really good. I'm quite good at thinking on my feet and all of my humor comes from a wit standpoint and never thought out. So uh, who knows? Maybe improv could be the thing. But yeah, I don't have any dating horror stories because I don't really let a social situation get that out of hand. And also I am the shit show. I was going to say, we should definitely, we can touch up on the uh, the post birth chart reading Xander too because I know we've been going oh. a lot in depth about dating yeah. apps. But no, these these two people here, these lovely hosts of the podcast have definitely helped me out in my uh, short-term dating existence. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Please. Affirmation hour. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, when we, when we had it, I was kind of in the midst of talking to somebody and had like a deep emotional connection. Uh, and even before said birth chart reading, I was still working hard on myself and new boundaries and things like that. And I finally, I can happily say I've ditched the become infatuated with somebody. And I can speak to that now because we hit it off on a very deep level and here I am and the feelings are completely suppressed because I'm just thinking more logically and not acting on impulse of the tingles in your heart. Uh, oh. So, yeah, I, you know, we and hit not, it off. And not really. You know? <laughs> I, I have never felt that ever. Uh, that's because you don't have all the Libra placements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I got a lot going on in that Libra placement. I don't know if you uh, were you there when you read my birth chart. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so uh, I've definitely ever, you know, before reading this for all the listeners to kind of catch up to speed, I was very focused on where that North Node was and where all this activity and this like Libra activity was. South, because when he knows the terminology, South, South Node, but yes. No, I was focused on the North Node. That's what I'm saying. Before having Wait, this birth chart reading. Isn't your North Node in Aries? No, opposite. No, my South Oh, okay, okay. Like I said, were you there when you read my birth okay, chart? Okay, sorry, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got a lot going on there. And so for me, pre-birth chart reading, I was so focused on that because that's where I felt the most power. That's where I felt most like myself and the strongest characteristics. And in turn, because... Helium. So innately Libra is kind of how you move and navigate through the world. So, yeah. And that's where I felt like I was at my core set on, this is how I'm going to find the most success in my life in any realm. It could be dating. It could be career. It could be passion related. Um, And having over-focused on that for so many years and really backtracking, I've kind of gravitated towards the South node and like really focusing on myself. And then I got my birth chart read obviously. And uh, they pointed out that I neglect that South node and that Aries. And it's something I really need to work on because you need to match that South node before you can then achieve said North node. Oh, yes, Ender. And it takes, there's a lot going on there and there's a lot to master. I feel the tingles in my heart. <laughs> Look at this. I'm something so I never felt before. And uh, 
so it was tough because, you know, before I got this bird chart reading, I, I had had this deep emotional connection uh, with this girl who I will not name. And because I was, uh, you know, old Xander would have best been so like instinctful to just go all at it, give it its all, you know, because the, the tingles are there and, and you really could see like a confident future with someone. But because I got my birth chart read and I was really rocked on my heels and I was like, well, for me to like evolve into my true form, now I really got to focus on myself. It's this conflicting interest of do I want someone to accompany the ride or do I just want to take this time for myself? And to add even more tea to the situation, this person was in Aries and all of her activity was going on down there, the place where I lacked and neglected my whole life. And uh, so then I kind of just settled it down and said we shouldn't put any expectations on this like we should just focus on the value of core of a friendship and in turn one day maybe if you know getting to know each other through a lot of time at a deeper level like this could turn into a relationship and then shout out keely she was the one who said you would thrive well in a relationship where you were probably friends with someone for a while and i took that advice uh it would have worked had she probably voiced or didn't feel the type of way where she kind of agreed when I said like, let's be friends. I think we just need to keep it straightforward, get to know each other. And I think she was withholding a little bit of details that I still really like you. And this is what I want to push for. Um, so there was a lot of inequity and we weren't hitting on the same wavelength. And uh, I quickly was more and more observant of the things that, how I could see myself in this, you know, new rebirthing of the South node and working on myself, like working with this person. And there was not a lot of patience met with that, I can say. And I was very quick to realize that whether it's me taking the time to sort through how I feel or like how I feel in order to better communicate in a conversation back and forth about like, okay, so this is what happened. This is how I feel about it. This is, how it should, this is what we should do going forward. Didn't really vibe with her. It was more like pressed for like an answer. And in then Aries. sense the impatience of you're not giving me this answer so that I'm going to get nitpicky with X, Y, Z. XYZ is not even there for the complete picture. So Aries was quite frightening, but uh, I, I have managed to get a better grip on myself, you know, through working on these little things. Like, hey, gym's reopened. So we've been going back to the gym, right. not eating out, right? And right? this is such a big thing for you because we don't just give you this information. We also tell you exactly what part of your life, and by we, I mean the stars, tell you exactly what part of your life this will like shine in, right? So for you, you have Aries in the sixth house of daily routines and bodily health and service to others. So for you, you were saying like, oh, a big part of like my life is like going to the gym, but I haven't been able to do that lately. And like, so then, you know, you're staying home and then you fall into these Libra relationship, tingly feelings, tendencies. And then that pulls you out of your capacity to be grounded in your south node of Aries in the sixth house. So Precisely. When you integrate that stuff back into your daily life and routines and create that structure for yourself that allows you to focus on yourself, then you can really live into who you really are and what you need from other people. Yeah. And I think the combination of someone who is so powerful in Aries, like with her stars and signs, and for me just being this like new guy to the party, like, hey, like, how's it going? How y'all doing? Uh, it was definitely a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And there was a lot of pressure too, because I'm just like calmly trying to take time to get to know myself. And this person's like, boom, this is who I am. Like, this is what Aries is. And I was like, I don't know if I like this. This is a lot right now to, to go through. And so I, I ended up just saying like, all right, let's just be friends. Like we just need to get a better understanding of each other. And, you know, 
since we've carried on since that. And I found a lot more success through that because I feel more calm. I don't feel this crazy pressure that because I've had a deep connection with someone so early, it has to work. Because like, what's the worst that could happen? You know what I mean? You just don't end up dating. But because you had a deep connection, you can support each other even as a platonic friendship or as homies and have each other's backs and things like that. And kind of tying back to the first point of why I'm on Hinge. It's like, I look for good people. And so now I've kind of translated that to my dating life too. And not saying I look for good people, but I'm going to go act on impulse because I'm infatuated with this person. Um, and then through, I found a lot more power through just taking the time out for myself. Like, like you said, gym, not eating out, but like making food for yourself, you know, taking a step away from working from home from your desk and laying outside for 10 minutes. Uh, could be drinking water a lot during the day. Uh, but then even to add this relationship and see it, all this knowledge apply through meeting someone, you know, I feel now most comfortable in a position where we're just friends and we're finding this deep core understanding of each other rather than pushing that intense Libra energy and acting on that. And it's, it, it's a lot more peaceful. I'm a lot less stressed out. Wow. So it was definitely helpful. Libra should be. At peace. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've been we've been taking a lot of those south nodes into consideration because I'm definitely the the uh, competitive person. Shout out hinge profiles. I'm overly competitive about everything, <laughs> but when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to myself, like who wouldn't want to be the best version of themselves? And Aww. when it came to realizing, hey, this is gonna suck, but you got to take a step back to reach your your fullest potential. You know, I, I have no problem sitting there and saying, I'm I'm cool with that because I know what will get me. And I'm, I'm definitely big on playing the long game when it comes to situations. So yeah, that total 180 in comparison to what I, what I used to be like, but that's what happens when you get your birth chart read and you become more informed about the powers of yourself. The stars do be working. Let me tell you that. I'm speechless. Well, thank you for that rave review. And thank you. I mean, this is like what we hope for with the birth chart readings, right? It's not just like Emily and I getting off on reading people their astrological makeup, which we love, (laughs) but also knowing that someone has integrated that into their life in a really practical way. And like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Power, power through understanding. Like who wouldn't want it? It's like, it's like if you have a test, like life is a test, right? And do you ever watch that guy, Big Time Tommy? You know, the, like the short, fat Italian guy on Instagram? If you haven't, go take a look at him. And he, he's hilarious. But he, he recorded this video one day, and he just says, like, in school, you get the lessons, and then you get the test. But in life, you get the test, and then you learn the lessons. Mm-hmm. And if you apply that to, like, how you live your life, something like a birth chart reading can literally give you the lessons before Daddy the guys. test. Yeah, it's your study guide to yourself and your core understanding. And then when you go out and you have to take your test, pre-learning the ultimate lesson of, let's say, from fucking up, you're going to be that much more inclined to go out there and have whether whatever you're looking for, relationship, friendships, right? Homies. You're going to be that much more successful in finding the right people to involve in your life and successful with your own life and your endeavors, whether it's like professionally, um, could be passion related it could just be yourself or relationship so who wouldn't want the answers you know mm, 
thank you for your wisdom, DJ Xander. Oh, here we go again with the DJ Xander. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have to have another episode on the topic of man, men and women being friends because that has never worked for me. I don't know if that's just a really? guy that they say like we can be friends, but that never has ever worked for me or honestly anyone I know um, from a female perspective. So maybe that's another topic for another day. I could, that's another topic for another day. I, it's shocking, but I have one person. Shout out Mal. Um, but <laughs> All these shout outs, I love it. But you better shout out to everyone. Oh yeah, we're, we're plugging the pod big time. But Mal is actually like the one true person I could say, like we are just platonic, like best friends, you know, a woman and a man. But did you, did you date? No. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like the whole concept of like, we dated, it didn't work out. Let's just be friends. I mean, I have oh, that. Oh, oh you're, I thought you were just I saying, think, can a man or a woman be friends? I, like, I, I, have, I have perspectives around both. I think that there's always one person in the relationship that is way more okay with the idea of being friends than the other one. Always. So I, I can't go from relationship to friends, but I can go from just nothing to being friends. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. way harder for me to be that involved in someone be like, let's just be friends and mm-hmm. keep it there. We're right. trying. I've done all of the above. So we've got an array. We'll need a fourth voice. Wow. Yeah, someone needs to be the ultimate fate decider. Um, all right. Thank you so much for all of this wisdom, your rave reviews, your um, edits of the apps. Uh, this is very insightful. Oh, yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. It was, it's been fun. You know? I, I definitely enjoyed this first podcast experience. So if you're listening, make sure to go review. Apple Podcast five star review. Let us know what you liked about the podcast. Awesome. But, uh, well said. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Where can people find you, Xander? Where can people find me? Uh, you can find me on social media at it's Xander's Music. That's Xander X A N D E R S. So Xander's Music. Um, but yeah, at it's Xander's Music, you can find me. You can stay up to date with anything like unreleased music. Uh, daily nonsense that goes on in my life, photos of my cat named Kitty, uh, or anything else in between yeah, that I miss. But. Or my, as my Jewish mother would say, my toches. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, yeah. fine, Xander. We'll link his things below. Or if you're in a 20-mile radius of Scottsdale, Arizona, hit him up on Hinge. <laughs> and if you hit me up on Hinge, let me know. Give me, give me the full critique, what you think I could add to my profile to be better. Ooh. We love that. Self-improving. Anyway, thanks for having me on again. Be All good. Right. Enjoy your days. Thank you.